This Brooklyn Paper Radio clip is brought to you. Whoa, by... whoa, hold on a second, Vince. If you want to advertise on this clip, you've got to call Ralph D'Onofrio of Brooklyn Paper Radio at 718-260-2510. Yeah, go in there, do what you gotta do. I'm going subdued. That's right. It's Gersh Kunstman here with oh. my friend Vince DiMaselli. Yes, we're going to keep it uh, keep it low Keep it today. on the down low. DL. Anyway, it's Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm Gersh Kunstman of the Daily News, where I am an esteemed columnist. And, of course, Vince is editor-in-chief of the Brooklyn Paper. And I got to say... The, I'm legi- Bro- the legendary Brooklyn Paper. I'm a Brooklyn resident. Mm-hmm. And this has been one of the epic weeks for news in Brooklyn. Vince, do you even know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're I know you want to get to that story about the downed Egyptian jetliner, but there was so much news in Brooklyn this week that we have to focus on. I want to talk about that Fred McMurray fire. Okay, yeah, it's amazing what has happened to him. But more importantly, we've got an F train controversy brewing. We've got an L train controversy brewing. We've got TD Bank getting rid of the Penny Arcade machines, which is going to depress and sadden millions of kids. We've got the Pratt president stepping down. We've got my awesome column today in the Daily News on the $2,000 ambulance ride my daughter took. She's fine, by the way. Is everything okay? She's fine. I'm worried. Uh, and now i got my phone ringing. Who's calling? I have no idea, and I'm not going to take it. Yeah. Oh, right. So anyway, we've got a lot to talk about, and the reason we've got a lot to talk about uh-huh. is because it's Brooklyn. But I start every show, Brooklyn Paper Radio from the downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown, the Brooklyn Paper Building, etc. I start every show by saying the same thing. Vin, what, what have you been doing? I tell you, last night, was it's been a tough night, and uh, it was a tough night. We we hadn't had a production cycle like that in a long time, you know, putting out the Brooklyn paper and all the other products that we have here. At uh, You've got other products? At Community News Group? What, are you kidding me? You like it's tea? nothing but products. you got it's, like some of that queso fresco. It's product after product after product. No queso fresco. It's all delicious. <laughs> I love I mean, I just have a craving. I well, thought maybe you go. got some in the back. So we're here really late. late. Like, I did not get I did not get home until about 3 o'clock in the morning, which has not happened on my watch, Gersh Kuntzman. On my watch. It might have happened on your watch. Well, when I was editor-in-chief of the Brooklyn Paper at 3 o'clock, that was nothing. Yeah, that was nothing. nothing. We, were, we were going out for drinks at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, we, we, it, it, the hardest part about getting out at three in the, uh, 3 in the morning was finding a place that still serves drinks. Well, the drinks isn't so much an issue for us. we got to get something to eat. So last night we ended up at the Clover Club. Oh, I like the Clover on Club. Smith Street. Was the kitchen still open? The kitchen was still open. They actually reserved a table for us. We gave them a call. Say, oh, Brooklyn Paper's coming. They're like, oh, we're reserving a table. Did you get the lamb burgers? We, we got, of course, of course I got the lamb burgers. What else are you going to get? The I got the pea soup. It had some rogota on top. It was fantastic. You got pea soup at 3 in the morning? I, absolutely. I was starving. Gersh, I had not eaten anything. All I ate during the day was a Kit Kat bar. And a chocolate bar that Leah Mitch got me when she was in England uh, last week. Oh, I love that Leah Mitch. And I love English chocolate. But we got to get on to the topic of the day. I have reached out to Brad Lander. I've reached out to David Greenfield. These, yeah. are, these are flunkies in the council. They didn't want to talk about this. They issue. don't want to come on the air. It's too hot. They don't have the guts. So let's start with what happened. Vince. Just give me the basics. What happened? It sort of came out of the blue, so you better just educate our listeners. I'm not even going to cut you off. That's how important this is. Yeah, well, start. No, no, I'm not going to cut you off, so just start. Councilman Greenfield came out and said that they're going to start, the MTA is going to start a express F train that'll basically skip over a bunch of stops in downtown Brooklyn. Now, doesn't seem like such a big deal, but apparently people in downtown Brooklyn were very upset that these stops would be skipped over. Over. All right, I have to cut you off. Yeah. The F train, as you know, connects York Street all the way to Coney Island. Now, I don't even know what happens in Manhattan. With yeah, that. no, it goes through some tunnel. It goes York Street to, to Coney Island. It's like through the looking glass or something. Now, a lot of people currently complain that the F is a bit of an underground bus because it stops at York, J, Bergen, Carroll, Smith 9th, 4th, 7th, 15th, Prospect Park, and then, then I don't know where it goes after that, but it goes all the way down going... Pretty much stopping every six or seven blocks all the way to Coney. It's a, it's a slow ride out to Coney. Okay. So for many years, and I remember covering this, Gary Riley was an activist running for council, said, we yes. need an F Express. Okay, Vince, you've been around this town for a long time. You've been covering transit for a long time. Mm-hmm. What is an F Express? Basically, an F Express would go past a few stations in downtown Brooklyn and... Let's call it what it is. It would go from J Street Borough Hall to 7th Avenue... And then to Church Avenue. Yeah. And then out, you know, make six, probably six stops out to Coney. Yeah. Now, this would have been a, a much bigger deal back in the day before we had the transfer at J Street that allowed the F to get to the R train. Sure. And, uh, sure. That was and, nice. And the, before, because if, once you skipped 4th uh, uh, Avenue in uh, 
once you skip yeah, Fourth yeah. Avenue, you, that's what you. And then the other thing was everybody thing, from Bay Ridge can get on over there. They can switch to the F, but now they can switch it. It's an easier switch actually at uh, at J Street. And once they extended the G to Church Avenue, making it fully the Brooklyn local. Oh well, that added a whole other element of local service. Now, yes, and and that may have presaged what's happening. So. Vince, again, I won't cut you off. It's so such try not story. to cut me off. Tell me what an F Express means in this context. In the context of people of in... Wh- of what is actually happening. What did, what did we get? What you get is people in southern Brooklyn get a quicker ride into mm. Manhattan. People in downtown Brooklyn who are used to having F trains come like every few minutes well, will, have to, w- will have to wait. Well, it's a few, you know, the 10, 10 minutes, whatever. Okay, well, we'll have to wait as the express trains go by. Okay, that's the key. So the MTA, I guess, announced this or Greenfield announced it, hyping it. and then Greenfield announced it, yes. Okay, but then immediately what happened? Everybody started picking it over saying, wait a minute, that's a nice press release, Mr. Councilman. Yeah. But you didn't say that the MTA is not going to add trains to that line. It is merely going to make every other train an express. Meaning, if I just miss a local, I see it pulling out yeah. at J Street Borough Hall. You're going to have to wait twice the time. I'm going to have to wait twice the time. Yeah. So explain, that, explain yeah. that to me, Vince. Explain how that's an advantage to me as a taxpayer. How's it an advantage? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's an advantage if you live downtown, but it's certainly an advantage if you live in southern Brooklyn. Okay, so as we often did when I was editor of the Brooklyn paper, and more so under Vince DiMasselli's esteemed tutelage. Thank you. We made this an issue of Brooklyn versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn battles Brooklyn. It's a civil war. We've had some great intra-Brooklyn battles over the years. It's a civil war, maybe. What would you say was the best before this? What was the best intra-Brooklyn civil war? The best one yeah. in Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, they were just – I've had some stuff in southern Brooklyn where it's like civic group versus civic group. Yeah, yeah. But, you we, know? but didn't we have a North Brooklyn, South Brooklyn battle? Uh, we've had North Brooklyn, South Brooklyn battles over uh, city bike. There's yep. been a line yep. of demarcation when it comes to city bikes. Well, bike lanes also. Bike lanes also. Well, bike lanes have, have actually been extended pretty far out into the borough right now. All but right. So anyway, we got we got to address this F-Train thing because, as you know, I'm a, I'm a downtown brownstone, yuppie, hippie Brooklyn guy. And Vince is a southern Brooklyn guy. He's, he's looking at his map of Bensoners, and, and to him, the property values on your grandmother's house, am I right, just went through the roof because of this announcement. No, she's on the D train. She was on the D train. Oh, well, the D, D always had an express option called yes. the Q. Now, if you know you're on the D train, not the Culver Locate, but the C Beach, right. ex- C beach C line. Beach. If you're on the C Beach line. No, the C Beach the C Beach is the is the end. The end, okay. Yeah, it's not the D. Oh, okay. It's the what's Neutric, the I call it the Neutric Avenue line, but I don't know what they actually call it. All right, if you're on that line... I call, it the wel- I call it the Welcome Back Cotter line. Okay. If you're on the Rock Island line, it's a mighty good road because you had a D and a Q Express. Now we just got an F and an F Express with half the service. And I am absolutely, you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am apoplectic. But Vince, you're a so well, This affects guy. you more than anyone because you, I mean, you live in an area where this is, where the, the trains are just going to go roll right past you. Well, listen, I used to live on the, on the 7th Avenue Express stop. And I always said to my then wife, Hey, honey, it's great we bought on the 7th Avenue because if they ever do do an Express, we'll be on Express. Of course, I'm divorced, and I'm living yeah, out. What happened with that? <laughs> it didn't work out. Oh. We had a good run. And I ended up on the on the 15th Avenue, 15th Street stop, which is not an Express. So I can see any number of nights, Vince, where I'm going to wait 15 minutes for an F train at 2 in the morning because I'm out late. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait 15 minutes, and all of a sudden, an F Express is going to come, and I'm going to be like, all right, let me get on it. It's going to take me to 7th Avenue, where the where the buried remains of my once uh, vibrant marriage still are, and I'm going to have to walk. So this is going to have a psychological effect on you. It's yeah, not it's just g- and also I'm going to be walking a lot. Well, that's the physical effect. So you'll have the physical and psychological. The physical, not so bad, though, because, I mean, that extra walking is probably pretty good for you. So you're saying the MTA is doing me a favor. Ultimately, when it comes to your health, I would say yes. You know, that extra walk, walking is good. You walk for the health of it. All right. Well, I, what I have to walk past is is bad memories. A lot yeah. of bad memories. So I'm we got to get out. I figured the best way to talk about this subject is to reach out to Councilman Lander, who represents Brownstone, Brooklyn, my Councilman, and Greenfield, who who was hyping this. But neither of them wanted to come on the show. You got? Do you know why, by the way? They just won't answer our calls. They won't take. They won't take the calls. They will not take the call because they know. And by the way, I, my calls are open seven one eight two six zero four five zero two. I'm going to give the first caller ten dollars as long as he or she is not an employee of the Brooklyn Paper or its affiliated companies. How about the Daily News, including Queso Fresco? But the point is, hmm. if you call in, we can discuss this issue seven one eight two 
260-4502. But in the meantime, because we can't get any legislative officials here, no. I'm going to reach out to Max Yeager. Oh, we got to get Yeager in here. Can I call him there, uh, Jimmy? Jaegermeister, sure. It's 8303. I don't mind if you guys listen. Yeah, that's easy. Did I pick this up or not? You see Fred Yo. McMurray? Hey, uh, Max Yeager, can you get in here and bring Ruth Brown with you? Yeah, you sure can, Ruth. Apparently, there was a fire for Fred McMurray. It's, it's horrible what happened. I don't know how Fred that... McMurray from My Three Sons. Oh, he was in Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity. I All thought right, he was dead, but apparently there was a Can we get that microphone up? We're going to bring him in. Now, I'm going to explain who these people are. I think the microphone's uh, up. I don't I'm, know I'm hearing a hum. I don't even know what happened there. Where did they, they go? They came and left. They decided, uh, what do you call? Oh, here he comes. Who's this guy? No, no problem. Make believe I'm not here. I can't make believe you're not here. We're on the radio. Well, Move radio aside. Show. Move aside. It's a radio show. This guy just walked in. I don't even you know who guys he is. is. Too much. Right. All right, thank we you. We are too much. Come on. It is Max Yeager, and of course his Gentlemen. his downtown Brooklyn counterpart Ruth Brown. Yeah. So let's Vince, let's, let's set Ruth the Brown. That's my set the stage. No, I'm Ruth getting a lot of echo from Ruth. Can you can you fix that, Johnny? Johnny's working on the sound. All Wait, right. Who was that guy who just walked in? Well, that's that's the owner of the company, Gersh. Well, sorry about that. He's the guy's the guy's in charge, and quite frankly, and quite frankly, he looked like a bagman. Just FYI, I don't know what that means. All right, so set the scene. All right, so as you know, Ruth Brown is our deputy editor for for Brownstone Brooklyn, and she's obviously very upset. She lives downtown. She's very upset about this F train skipping stops near her house. Extremely talented editor. I've always known her to be a razor sharp. Cracker Jack copy. Cracker Jack with copy. She's also a uh, uh, not a professional boxer, but she boxes on the side. Well, that's something we should talk about later. Now, who's we'll the other get guy? Get into that, okay? And then what's that? That's Max Yeager. He's our deputy editor. He's in charge of Southern Brooklyn. Ah, I see. So you now have all of your work kind of parceled out to two very talented young young editor reporters. How did you do that? Because when I worked here, I did both of those jobs. I have a, a theory. It's called smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Okay. So Max, say hi, hi to, say hi to the visitors. How's it going, everybody? And and Ruth, so we can identify your I'm voice. Be here. Okay. Ruth is, as you know, um, Southern Australian of some sort. I don't know. All right. So Max, you represent Southern Brooklyn in this battlecade. Tell me why I should be excited about the F Express. Because it's going to help a bunch of people that live in Southern Brooklyn. I don't, I mean, look, I, I think it's a little overblown, to be honest. Wait a but second. We didn't put you whoa, on the whoa, show whoa, whoa, for whoa, you whoa, to crap all over our theory. Yeah, this is, you're, you're right So, I, I guess, you know, in a, for you personally, Gersh, if mm. you happen to be in. No, 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 let's keep me out of it. Let's just talk. Not about tell me Gersh. the benefit. Tell me the benefit. It's about benefit Southern Brooklyn. Is, the benefit is everybody living south of Church Avenue. Uh, stands to gain, stands to shave at most five minutes off of their commute into Manhattan, taking the F train. Okay, well that's five minutes. Yeah. All right, now Ruth, uh -huh. what do you see as the advantages for downtown Brooklyn? The advantages for downtown Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, if you were in uh, live, I mean, if you live downtown, or are you saying if you work downtown? Either way. Uh, are we talking about like literal downtown? Yeah, like, it, basically I noticed you can't come up with the words because there is no advantage no, for downtown Brooklyn. No, I'm just Brooklyn. confused about which downtown you're, if you're referring to downtown as like Brownstone Brooklyn. Yeah, Brownstone Brooklyn. What's the advantage for Brownstone Brooklyn? I don't know if there is an advantage. I think okay. the problem is that there will be a disadvantage for Brownstone Brooklyn. Okay, hmm. no, we're going to get to that in a second. What's the disadvantage to downtown Brooklyn? The disadvantage is that in order to create the express service, uh, the trains have to run express past some stations, and those stations are going to be five stops uh, around uh, Park Slope, Goatis, uh, Cobble Hill, uh, down into Windsor Terrace. So it seems to me the population of the areas that are going to be skipped is somewhere between eighty and 700,000. Am I right? That sounds definitely correct. Okay, so somewhere between so that's reasonable. So, so tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people are going to be affected by what on paper looked like it was going to be a great thing for Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, and the discussion generally, people who supported it had said that they wanted was uh, they wanted express service, and yeah. then they wanted also more trains, yeah. so that the skip stops you know, that they would make up for the skip stops. Right, they wanted basically more service. Right, but what the uh, MTA has announced, at least thus far, um, helped very much by Councilman Greenfield um, <laughs> announcing it for them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, it, they will not add, add any extra trains because that would cost money uh, and also a lot more work. Their, their claim was that there is, there's not enough ridership to add the trains. Hold on, Max, Max. You ever get on the F train? Max, I'm going to get to you. Is there ridership to support more trains? Are you are you talking about like hard numbers? Yeah. In other words, the numbers. There are people show. that want trains. 
No, 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 no. The numbers definitely show substantial ridership growth through Brownstone, Brooklyn, all the way out to Church Avenue. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes, you are right. According oh, to the MTA study, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then there, the numbers support it. It's like saying, well, we don't need to, to add service on the L train. Well, yeah, you do. You do. And you know what else you need to add? You need to add, to, need to add service on the 6 train. And you know where else you need <laughs> to add service, Max? On the 2 and 3. And while we're at it, let's talk about the 7 train. Let's talk about the R train. You get my point. We need more service. More New Yorkers are working than 10 years ago. Unemployment is down. They're working. What do we pay taxes for, Max? Do we? Do we pay taxes? We do. Okay. I, what I are we won't. paying these taxes for? And in fact, you know, I, the, the MTO's own study into this found that not only do more people live, obviously, off the stops that are going to be skipped, more workers, substantially mm -hmm. more workers, mm -hmm. live on the stops that are going to be skipped. And those stops are the ones that are set to boom the largest uh, in the coming in the years to come. But these are the Uber neighborhoods. They have other options. Here we, street go. Cars. Here we go. So Max Yeager, who represents Southern Brooklyn in this battlecade, is going with the Uber card. That's the card you're playing there, Max? He played that it's one of many. I have a deck. <laughs> okay, good. All right. We got to get out of this part of the discussion. Do you support my belief that we need a, a, a better understanding of what a budget is? We need a tax document, a budget document that allocates resources where we want them. I think we can all agree on that. Who are you asking that? I'm telling you, we need to get Governor Cuomo on the phone right now. Jimmy, mm -hmm. can you get Governor Cuomo on the phone? Because, uh, Vince, you don't know this, but I, when I train young reporters, Ma Ruth and, and Max, you should listen to this. When I used to train young reporters, to co I covered school districts in Westchester. Yes, I remember that. Okay. You covered school districts. I was a big fan back then. Every year, the school budget, school district puts out a budget. And every year, people would write stories. The school budget calls for this, is it? No, no, no. It's not about are they raising your taxes, are they lowering your taxes. It's about what they put in that budget that has now become a priority. And what I'm saying is budget documents are about priorities. They're not about taxes. They're not about assessed value. What is the priority? And, and the working man in New York, and I'm talking about myself, is getting screwed. That's it. That's my editorial. That's what, that's what you have to say. What is the only service we want in New York? We want parks and trains. Parks, I mean, seriously, trains. local taxes. I'm talking about. Yeah, you want to you want to be able to get to work uh, at a, at a re in a reasonable amount yeah. of time. That'd Man, be nice. fire service, obviously, cops, police, hospitals, schools. No hospitals. Yeah. No, no hospitals. I got Obamacare for that. It's federal. <laughs> I know. Jimmy just checked off on that. No, let's have a brief discussion. <laughs> Ruth, you live in New York. Yeah. What do you want your local tax? What do you think your local taxes should be prioritized towards? Oh, great question. Yeah, yeah. I think I think parks are the arts. Yeah. Um, Schools. Wait, did you say Pox and the Arts? Pox and the Arts, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Possibly Arts. Possibly like dic diction lessons for foreigners. Mm. That would be nice. Max, you're from Southern Brooklyn. What do you What do you prioritize out there? Uh, definitely, definitely schools. There's a huge issue with, with school overcrowding right now, and I think a, a lot okay. of a lot more money needs to go to to building schools in Southern. Just Brooklyn. building them. Yeah. Well, the the biggest problem is there's the city claims there's no land to build on, but really the issue is they don't want to pony up the money that's necessary to buy the land. Well, no, you know, they're doing a lot of partnerships, pr public-private partnerships with these developers. Well, I mm -hmm. call them boondoggles, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. they give you an extra couple of floors and they put a school in the basement. It's starting to work out pretty well, is it? I don't know. I'm just, is it? I don't know. I think would, you, it, would you send your kid to a school that didn't have a playground and was in the middle of a condominium building? I'm already sending my kid to a school that doesn't have a playground. You ever been to PS 107? I have not because Shame. I don't have children. Shame. Shame of the city. There's no playground at PS 107. There's a, little, there's a little yard. They got something to go out back there. Look, the fact is... Where do the kids run around in these schools? I don't know. I'm from, I'm from a different country. We have massive school grounds. All right. Anyway, the point is... so well, Max got nothing is, but land there in Australia. Max but is land. saying schools. No I'm saying trains and parks. You were saying pox and arts. Okay, where do you put it, Vince? Where do you put the... <laughs> if, if you're the mayor, the dictator of New York, where do you... Infrastructure is extremely important. Okay, okay. Infrastructure is extremely pick, pick important. You have to be car. able... You have to be able to... You know, you have to be able to drive. You have to be able to... Uh, take the train. You have to be able to take the ferry. I, th I think that uh, oh, the ferry. Yeah, he lives on the rock where the ferry is free. Mm. It is free, and that you know what? It I don't should, have a problem with that. It should be free. I think they should pay you to take the ferry. I wouldn't go that far. No, hold on a second, Jimmy. If you do the numbers on this to take so to relieve those expressways that come through Brooklyn and off of the Verrazano, I bet you can make a, an economic argument that we should substitute. In fact, they should pay us to take the subway and the ferry. What do you think, Ruth? Can we get that through the Congress? I don't see that happening. 
Yeah, really? that's, that sounds uh, incredibly unlikely. You know, yeah. why especially, do we... Especially in the uh, Senate. Where are the big ideas, Gersh? Yeah, where that, are that they? was a pretty big idea. Where are the big ideas? In why fact, your Metro card would be a debit card. People don't every have time the guts. You, every time you slide through the Metro card, <laughs> it would put 50 cents on your card. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's got to be a scenario. We, this is why I wish we had Lander on the phone, because the guy is practically a socialist. He would probably endorse my idea right now. He could. This is a good one. You're going to put this. Let me tell you something. When the, when the history is written about this particular episode of Brooklyn Paper Radio. This is when it was announced. This was it. It was the payback. It's payback time. Gersh Kunstman's plan to pay you to ride the subway. we got to get an MTA accountant on the phone. Hey, we do have to get an MTA accountant. Can we Let's get an MTA Jimmy? accountant on the phone? Oh, Johnny's here. Jimmy's, Jimmy's right. not here. Johnny's we got to take a break because i got to pay some bills. we got to pay some bills. Let's pay a couple of bills. And there's some breaking news on cranes, by the way. All right. We're going to come back and talk you know about the breaking, breaking news. I'll just tell no, you. No, no, all right, after the break. We'll, we'll it, the oh, break I see that this. headline. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, let's let's go to some breaks. Listen, I want to tell you about a place I go when I'm feeling low. When I'm feeling, oh, just bent down or under the weight of oppression and justice issues. And the MTA, F, F Express, F Local. I go to the Brooklyn Spine Center because Dr. Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center has a machine called a DRX-9000. It's a... It uses a distraction force. It's kind of a pumping, pumping action, action, if you will. Pumping action that lets the body's own nutrients get in to the affected discs. Now, you know, Vince, I got degenerative disc disorder. That's you have the bones of an 80-year-old woman. Well, that's true. That's my on, your, on your birthday, Gersh. Happy that's birthday. my osteopenia. Thank you. That's my osteopenia kicking in. It's Gersh's big birthday show. <laughs> We've really been celebrating. Yeah. Anyway, I got the osteopenia, but I also have the degenerative disc disease, and I've had sciatica, and I've had uh, lumbar disc problems. I go to Melinda Keller and she uses the DRX 9000 on me. Pumping action. Fantastic. You got to call her. 718-475-9438. Please call Melinda Keller if you got a back problem. She's at the Brooklyn Spine Center, 5911 16th Avenue. Vince, once I fix my back, where am I going to go? Well, of course, you're going to head over to Atlas Steakhouse, Gersh. Atlas Steakhouse. I'm going to tell you a little story about Atlas Steakhouse. You know, it's really a family affair. It was founded by a father and his two sons, and the trio, they opened up the Atlas Meat Market with their partner, Andre, back in 2013. Remember yep, that? Yep. Yeah, and then they took their 15 years of experience in the meatpacking industry, uh, and they uh, they co-founded the uh, the meat market, and they all have this passion for providing Brooklyn with quality meats. So what do you do when you have a passion for providing people with quality meats? You provide those quality meats. And you cook it up. And oh, where do yeah. you cook it up? You cook it up at Atlas Steakhouse, where you can get those signature cocktails. I love those. While they're putting together their signature appetizers. I love those crab cakes. Oh, my God. How good were they? They were amazing. They no, were we... big, those big, big stack. Yes, and I hope it was, it, was, it was delicious crab cakes, delicious meat. Atlas Steakhouse, always a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse. Well, you know, the good thing about Atlas Steakhouse is... It's on Coney Island Avenue and 18th Avenue. But before you go to Atlas Steakhouse... Always online at <laughs> atlassteak.com. you got to have good teeth if you're going to go to a steakhouse. got to work on that. Max, remember when I had... I lost my whole frontal... whole part of... They had to give me a partial. But in the time before I got the partial, I couldn't go to a steakhouse. Mm. I was gumming my meat. I had my girlfriend make me a, sh a steak shake. Steak shake. Anyway... But the good news is I go to Joseph Lichter, DDS. Mm, He's yeah. 1420 Avenue P for Periodontal. Periodontal. <laughs> Thank you, in Brooklyn. 718-339-7878. Joseph Lichter's the kind of guy who's got the Invisalign, which is adult braces that go, they go behind the front teeth. You don't even see them. Mm -hmm. He's got whitening services. He's got cleaning services. All of these services are 25 to 50% less than that expensive dentist that I take my kids to in Park Slope. Why are you going to that guy? Because well, I don't. I can't use the Joseph Lichter discount because I work here. But you can. If you can hear the sound of my voice. I think voice. we can work something out. Joseph Lichter, 1420 Avenue P for Periodontal in Brooklyn. 718-339-7878. And you can also find him on Joseph Lichter. That's L-I-C-H-T-E-R. JosephLichterDDS.com. .com. I love it. Now, before you go to your breaking news, Vince, I've yeah. got breaking news. What do you got? Councilman Brad Lander said I can call him. Oh, he did? Yeah. So I say we get him on the phone. What do you say? I say we do that. All right. Let me dial him first. And while I'm doing Jimmy, can I go ahead? Get some oh, dialing right. music. Now, remember, he's very long-winded. Vince, I'm going to ask you to cut him off. I'll see what I can do. All right. Here we go. Do I have to pick this up? I don't think so. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. It's working. Yeah, let's see if he answers. I always get, I always get nervous. Why wouldn't you? You'd never know what's going to happen. Who's going to be on the other end? What if we dial like dial a movie or something? Maybe dial a joke. Movie phone. Yeah. 
And it did tell him five minutes. What is five minutes? Four minutes ago. Hello. Oh, this is Councilman Brad Lander. How are you? Hey, right here in the flesh. You are wow. on the radio live with Gersh Kunzman of the Daily News and, of course, Vince DiMasselli of the Brooklyn Paper. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Gersh. How are you? It's great to hear the sound of your voice. And you know the topic we're talking about. And oh, I know... I do. I do. This is about my, uh, my constituents getting f they got Oh, my F. goodness. Wow. No, he's angry, and he should be. This, it's like a Pier 6 brawl. Now, Councilman, just so you know, we've been talking on the show for about 20 minutes about this. In your, From your perspective, what the F is going on? Oh, it's, I, I don't understand how anyone could have proposed this, really. I mean, we've known for years, once the Culverell repairs got done on our section of the line, that, you know, some new, uh, new track capacity would be created. Mm-hmm. So we said to the MTA... We'd love to add service along that, and that's what we expected them to look at. And we sure did not expect them to come back with a recommendation that we will just take tens of thousands of people on a line that already is not that good um, and take away half their trains. Yeah. Like it, it seems like Alice in Wonderland, but here they are proposing it. You know, I had said, I had said to uh, Ruth Brown, who's the editor uh, uh, in the downtown section of the Brooklyn Paper, she's on the air with us now. I said there. I think hundreds of thousands of people are going to be affected by this and negatively affected. What number would you put on it? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, it's, that's what, you know, look, it's more than half of the F train riders are harmed. That's the stunning thing. Like, in a democracy, what do we do when we say we'll hurt more people than we'll help? Yeah, well, more we... than half of regular F train commuters will be hurt by this. And when we say hurt, it's not a little thing. We'll see half as many trains at their station. So just so you know, not to bird dog you, Max Yeager, who represents the southern Brooklyn part of the Brooklyn paper chain, is also in the room, and he has defended this, albeit lukewarmly, as a benefit to southern Brooklyn. (laughs) Well, full full disclosure, I live in uh, Councilman Lander's district off the Carroll Street stop. Full disclosure, okay. But so, Councilman, (laughs) clearly if you live in Coney Island, this is a big positive for you. Although, I have to ask some questions about whether that's really true or not. I've been thinking about that. Okay, go. Mm -hmm. You live in Coney Island, right? It's basically what now will happen is that every other train, first it's all still local all the way up to Church Avenue. At that point, every other train will then run express from Church to 7th Avenue to J Street. And you'll save, you know, five, six, maybe seven minutes from that. But the thing is that if you're on a local train, every other train will be a local train. And if you decide to wait, you're going to wait that same five or yeah. six or seven minutes for the next train. So, right. so, so I think, like I think the situation... Whether you even get a faster commute, yeah. half the time you'll get a few minutes faster commute, and half the time you won't, but you're still going to have to leave your house the same time you're leaving it now. So it really hmm. doesn't even help the people that it helps very much, and in exchange for that, it hurts even more people every single day. You know, th- this wasn't announced by the MTA area, but it was announced by your colleague, Councilman David Greenfield. So... Where where does where does he come off making this announcement and and you know cheering it as something great for Southern Brooklyn? Clearly, it's not as great as, it, as he's making it out to be. But how come this came from him and, and not the MTA? And and how come no one else knew about it? Well, I don't know the other. I fault the MTA for this, and uh, you know they have been doing this study. They promised us that they would come to us with some data. I thought that data would include what would it cost to increase service on this line. That's what we were asked for. Everyone agrees. We want more service on the app. And with more trains and more service, an F-Express could make sense. You're right, there's lines where they run an express and a local. Sure. Um, and you don't have to screw the local uh, stations to add express trains. So that's what I thought the MTA would come to us with. And the fact that the MTA wrote this report with a recommendation for express service that adds no overall service and just does what we said, that just harms more people than it helps, I don't understand that. Uh, yes, why would they share it with, with one council member and not talk with anyone else? I mean, I will say this, and I said this to them at the hearing the other day. At first, I was stunned uh, that they would blindside us and, and put this out in the media before they gave it to us. Once I read the report, I will say I did come to understand why they blindsided us, because if you're going to make such a knuckle-headed, harmful proposal, I suppose you might think we should do this as a surprise rather than tell people about it. i got to say, you were, very bad process. you were using well, very strong bad. language. You said screwed before. You said knuckleheaded. I mean, this is really going to anger. If it's angering you, imagine what, what non-reasonable Brooklynites like myself are going to think. 
I, I, I'm really stunned by this. I am. I just, I, you know, you see a lot of things in government, uh, and you, that you can, you know, you understand. I understand why people don't like the plastic bag bill, so I don't mind when they when they call that one stupid. But this, I just, I really am flummoxed by it. It's a bad proposal put out in an inexplicable way. So there are there are numerous levers of government you have for killing this idea, aren't there? Well, I, you know, I, I am hopeful. Look, you know, it's a, they're not proposing to put it in effect for another year and a half, a year and change next summer. Um, and then I saw something yesterday. They said even later fall of, of 2017. So we, we have a lot of time. And I still believe, you know, I'm still an optimist at heart. I still believe reason will prevail. And that as people look at this, it's just that their board won't, won't go for it. Um, now, again, what I'd like to get to, one thing I fear is I don't just want to be in a fight with, with other Brooklynites. Uh, what we want is to work together to get more. There's more capacity on the F-line. We need more service on the F-line. Some of that additional service can be expressed service. So, I, you know, I hope we don't just wind up in a zero-sum fight where the answer is nothing happens. I hope what we could do is get more service. But, yes. We are going to, you know, organize residents. Residents are organizing themselves. I mean, you know, they're, they're coming out of the woodwork. It, you know, it's, again, these, we're talking about people who, it's not like we're talking about people who, who have great train service today. I don't know how many of you are F train riders, but the F is a frustrating uh, train, and people already feel like the service is subpar, so then you say, you're going to take away half your train. People are mad, and they're organizing, and we're going to have some public meetings, and the MTA has said that they'll come out. And, yes, we, we definitely plan to organize to get this changed. I hope we can make that a joint effort to get more service rather than just pit um, some Brooklynites against others. Yeah, but when is the, F- when is the MTA ever you know, fought for anything other than the status quo, though. I mean, the MTA is not going to come to you and say, oh, yeah, no problem, we're going to add service. When did, when does the MTA ever add service to, to well, any line? That's a fair point, but all I, I didn't expect them to come with a recommendation of more service. I did expect them to come with analysis of more service. What would it cost? Mm-hmm. What would the benefits be? There was one really interesting sentence in the report where they said one option would be to run all the trains from Coney Island to Church Avenue and have them terminate there and, and turn around, and then people would switch at church for a mix of express and, and local trains. You'd have to switch at church, but it, it, if you then had an express, you'd make up the time. And it said this might allow increased uh, operational efficiency and capacity but we did not study that in this report. Oh, well, so been nice to study that. Even the things I didn't expect them to say we'll pay for more service. I did expect them to analyze how additional service could be offered, so we could have a conversation about resources. But they 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 didn't even do that. I did want to say before you come on the show, we had talked to Max and Ruth and Vinny and I were talking about. Really, everybody in every neighborhood complains of limited MTA service. Obviously, more people are working. Unemployment is down. We need more service on every line. Yep. So, so what's it going to take to get you up to Albany into the room where the three men in a room sit <laughs> and say, you know what? We need to reprioritize the taxpayers of New York City. They want trains. They want parks. They want cops. They want fire. They don't really need much else. How can we change that? We've got to change that in Albany. We've got to change the mindset. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, unfortunately, I, look, I think at the city, le- I mean, I, I think unfortunately we probably have to get campaign finance reform. Oh, here we go. Pie, so, in, the, pie in the sky, Councilman, pie is, in the I sky. I don't know what to do, though. Right now, we don't have, Albany does not oh. respond primarily to what the citizens of New York want. Hey, what if we had term uh, limits in Albany? Ooh. Uh, look, I think, you know, at the city level, and, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I could support, uh, yes, I mean, you know, I think term limits, I think, look, the, the rules we have at the city level are campaign finance system with matching contributions, um, uh, term limits, some good, uh, a range of good rules, I think, make for better government. I, I really do. I got to bring in the distaff side uh, in the form of Ruth Brown. Ruth Brown, you've heard what the councilman's got to say. You know he's term lim- limited. Mm-hmm. He, he's saying Albany's the problem here. I'm saying Albany's the problem here. What are you saying? Well, I mean, in terms of the F-train, sure, of course. They're the ones controlling the MTA. Well, there you go. Now, Max Yeager is also in the room. Max, come on. Tell me. what You're from southern Brooklyn. You're representing those people out there. You want to know who the problem is? I want to know who <laughs> the problem is. Yeah, I want to know who the problem is. 
Uh, well, I mean, I think I think it's it's a combination of the state of the city because I mean, this is where the funding comes from, right? It comes from both sides. However, uh, I feel like the state could, should probably pick up a lot more of the tail. All, right, all right, but from Councilman Lander's perspective, because he's still on the line, Councilman, is the media to blame in this? Did we did we drop the ball? On 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 the F uh, yeah. the F train, the F Express. No, okay. I don't think the media. Uh, that was a close one. That was a close yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would have to say that the uh, Brooklyn Piper and the Courier Pipers have covered this issue extensively over the years. If you yeah. could search through our archives, yeah. no one has covered this more than let, this year. Councilman, let the record show that was Ruth Brown plugging the Brooklyn Paper, not Gersh Kutzman. I agree, <laughs> but on this, I, I'm, I'm with you. The the, the Brooklyn Paper uh, only. I think there's like a blog, Second Avenue Saga. It's like a transit blog. Yeah, oh, we know yeah. it. Yes, yeah. we know it. Paper, and one transit blog are the two places that have extensively covered the F Express, explained the options and choices, um, and, you know, then again, yes. But no, and when the MTA just, you know, like, puts it out there in this way, I mean, I don't know how the, I mean, I guess why I think we know how the Daily got this particular story, but uh, you're welcome. You know, I, I think your readers have a real good sense of it, and I think that's why so many of them so quickly responded negatively. They, they understood exactly what the consequence of skipping the local stations with every other train with no new service would be. Well, anyway, Councilman, thank you for coming on the show. One last thing, we always like to let our guests, you can plug anything you want. I'll give you 20, 30 seconds, any project you're working on that you want the listeners to hear about, anything. All right, well, for now, for sure, it's, uh, you know, I think some folks will know that we passed the, uh, the bag fee bill, so starting in October, you're going to have to pay a nickel for either a plastic or paper bag, so... Now is the time to get your reusable bags. We're going to be doing giveaways. They're not that expensive in stores. The secret of that bill, we understand. No one wants to pay, and we don't want you to pay either. What we want is for folks to get reusable bags, a little one that folds up in your briefcase or your purse, so you have one with you, you know, for that occasional one-bag trip, and then those bags you need for your weekly shopping trip. We really don't want you to pay it. Get reusable bags so you can bring them it, if we all do that together, we will reduce 9, mil, 9 billion plastic bags, 91,000 tons of solid waste, um, and you won't have to pay the nickel. I heard those bags, they're going to be like the next big fashion thing. I mean, we're thinking about putting together some Brooklyn paper bags with Brooklyn nice. paper logos, you know, Free the G, that's one of our favorites. <laughs> cleaning the Gowanus, cleaning our waterways. We have lots of I good logos. Well, I got a new one for you. What the F? What the F? There you go. Very good. We got to put good. these things together. We're going we're gonna to make a mint on this one, so we really appreciate the legislation. <laughs> All right, but hold on. You're, you're giving away these bags. Do you have a location yet? I want to plug it for the show. Uh, we, I will be scheduled. You know, we have till October first. Oh, so, so your house. Are they so going to say compliments? Compliments of Councilman Brad Lander on the side? I don't believe in putting putting the the elected officials' names on the stuff. So no, uh, your campaign. No, you nice you had logo. you had campaign swag, my friend. You, your campaign can do whatever it the wants. Campaign's a different story. Yeah. You, look, you got to campaign with your name. Otherwise, what are you doing? But once it's the people's money. Uh, I don't think it needs to advertise the elected officials. Well, let's let's hold the mayor to that as well, because I remember a lot of garbage cans with with <laughs> De Blasio. Not my name. Anyway, Councilman Lander, great to have you on the show. Really good substantive discussion here. Let's make sure we stop this effing shame. And if you see here, David, here. if you see David Greenfield, tell him to give us a call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, hang up on him, Jimmy. So, Ruth, you heard the man. Mm. What do you think of that? Is he fighting the good fight for you and your constituents? I, I think my, my councilman is Councilman Levin, uh, who has uh, I mean your readers, support. your readers. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so, certainly in terms of my readers. Uh, I mean, there might be some some uh, readers who like literally live around here, around downtown, who would like some faster service on their way to visit Coney Island in the summer. Perhaps they're going to see the cyclones. And Max, Max, you heard what the man had to say. Sure. Why is he so boneheaded from your perspective? <laughs> <laughs> well, those are your words, not mine, but... Um, I, I do think I do think that I I, I had a t different understanding of how the transferring would work coming yeah. from Coney Island. Um, you don't transfer to the Express uh, at Church Avenue. You transfer at Kings Highway, where you already have to transfer. And nice. the idea was you pick your Express or local, and yeah. it's it's, so it's wait, 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 designated an Express, but it still continues local until Church. Wow. And then it does the Express move. So because because they already have people transferring from one train to another at Kings Highway, they figured they could save a step and let you pick your express or local at that point. So it's, it's fewer transfers than I, than I got the impression the councilman was, was suggesting. And people are already transferring at that point. So, so, you're, it, so, you're, so you're picking through, the, his picking through. Yes. Well, you're, yes. You're, you're poking so, some holes in his, in his argument. But he did, make, he did raise that question of maybe that that uh, local train would go all the way to church 
and then you could pick an express and a local. Maybe there is something to that. But he said the MTA didn't study it. But again, what I'm saying is it, it's it's more economical. It's it's more efficient to have that switch at Kings. Wait, Highway what's the switch? At, what's the switch at Kings Highway? So at Kings Highway, if you're going, say say we're going to go down to Coney Island, uh-huh. uh, we would take the F to Kings Highway. We would have to get off. Yeah. And then wait on the other side of the platform for a train coming down the center. Track. Yeah, that's not every train, by the way. That's half the trains do that. Oh, some, half the trains? Some trains, yeah, because I go to, listen, oh, because I go the to F, Brooklyn the, Cyclone. There's, there are F trains that terminate at Kings Highway, and then there are a F trains that yes. continue to yes. Coney Island. Just for the record, my girlfriend once gave me like $90 in Coney Island, in, what, in, the, in that Cyclone's money. I thought it was like tokens. No, they were Cyclone's chips. So okay. I know very well, and they were great, and she's great for doing that. I love her. But here's the thing. I used to take that F train, and sometimes it would kick me off at Kings Highway, and I'd be like, what the F? Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. But I've, sometimes I go all the way through and I'd say, awesome, now I can spend my money. I used to get my car fixed out in Cropsey Avenue, way oh, out there. Cropsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, way out there. And uh, it was three times Gerard. Three, yeah, I know. Remember why did you call him three times Gerard? Because it took him three times to get it right. Third time, you'd come out of that place. Everything was everything was, was good. Awesome. Three times Gerard. All right, so, we got to get out. We got to get these kids out of here. Max Yeager, I'm going to let you plug something. What's the big story you're going to put in the Southern Brooklyn editions? Yeah, what's that? What this week? This yeah. week? What's coming yeah. up? Oh, Friday. All right, we got uh, we got we got somebody who's looking to uh, institute the Barnes Dance uh, at Avenue U and Flatbush Avenue. This is the thing that Helen Rosenthal yeah. uh, put a bill out about. This basically they want to make it to where all the cars have to stop in these like eighteen lanes of, of traffic, and people can cross any way they want, diagonal, straight, any which way. So it's, it's legalized jaywalking. It's legalized, yeah, it's legalized mayhem. mayhem. It's, a, it's party in the streets. Wait, That's just wonderful. describe one thing for me because I have not been to the corner of Flatbush and U in a long time. Not oh, since, you got to get out there. Not since Joseph Avenue U. Uh, last time, but so what's that intersection like? You're talking about Flatbush is like very wide it's down insane. there. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That's near King's Plaza. The it's the it's Avenue like of Death, Plaza Destruction, and oh. a bus terminal there. Yeah, I like a barn dance. Barn yeah. dance. Okay, Ruth Brown, who's mm-hmm. going to be putting a lot of good news in the downtown Brooklyn editions. What do you got this week's paper? I mean, the physical paper. I think we've talked about most of the stuff that's going in. You talked about geese and the goannas last week, I think. But just for a reminder, well, they those dead who yet. weren't listening, are, are they dead yet? They're not. They're not. Well, we don't know. They might be dead yet. But there are tiny little goslings in the filthy Goannas Canal, and they are doomed. Uh, headline they, headline just for anybody who wasn't listening last week was Diane Gosling. That's true. That Diane Gosling. That was that was all Max Yeager. Max Yeager. Yeah, 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 good job. All right, so did they die yet? They can work together, Gersh. They have not, <laughs> but I will say that our readers have been quite outraged by this, and many of them have would like to mount a campaign to go down there and save the Goslings uh, from the Goannas. But well, uh, it makes sense. It makes uh, sense. I don't know. The experts seem to think that that's not the greatest idea to take baby Goslings from there. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, whoa. listen. Just try it. Hold just on. try it, because if the dad's around, you're in big trouble. Just hold on brother. a second. Are you telling me that credible scientific experts said those goslings are better off in the Gowanus Canal with their mom and dad than out of the Gowanus Canal and perhaps in a clean zoo nearby? And about credible scientific <laughs> experts. Okay, great. I'm glad this is recording. Am- amateur. Amateur, uh, amateur scientists. Amateur okay. scientists, yeah. All right, well, do me a favor. Both of you guys get out of here. And get some scientists on the phone because we could use that. We got to get some expert analysis. I want to thank them. They're a good team. I, no, I, they call, do a great I call them Max and Ruth. Yeah. Max and oh. Ruthie. Max and Ruthie. and Max. <laughs> All right. We got to get out. They're out of here. All right. That's great. As I said, we are we are very happy to welcome welcome any guest who wants to talk. And obviously your phone call. 718. $10 to the first call. <laughs> still, Gersh still has a $10 bill in his hand. Hey, Chris Hamilton, the, fi- the $10 founding oh, father. Man. If you dial 718 718- Two six zero four five zero two, and you are not an employee of the Brooklyn Paper or its affiliated Queso. I think we got to pay some bills, Gersh. We got to pay some bills. Yeah, let's why don't go. you go first? Okay, uh, you guys know about Atlas Steakhouse. I told you all about it, right? Yeah, I mean, not all about it, but yeah. I've told you everything. The signature cocktails. Oh, you did tell me about those. I've told you about the delectable appetizers, including the crab cakes. Yes, yeah, so that that too. And I told you about the steaks that you can offer. I mean, they're so toothy. They're always a cut above the rest. Above the rest, but I haven't told you about their brunch. I didn't even know they yes, had You brunch. can go to Atlas Steakhouse. I love the music in the background. Any Saturday or Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., they got a delicious brunch. The entire menu is online for you. You can take a look at it right now. Online where? It's at atlassteak.com. And, you know, you go to Atlas Steakhouse. What are you going to have for brunch? Well, I'm going to have the New York Strip. Possibly I'll have the Atlas Lamb Burger. Do I get a mimosa with that, like on the house? You really want that, Gersh? I just want to know if I get a mimosa. You can get, you can get whatever, whatever you like. You know, you walk in and everything stops, right? That's true. The jukebox including. <laughs> Without question. You can get the classic American hamburger. You can get the San Tropez burger. That would be San Tropez. Yeah, San Tropez. 
Is that how you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that French? It rhymes with George Takei. <laughs> it does. And you know, you want to do the breakfast stuff. Sure. You can have the classic French style omelet. You can have a Greek omelet. You can have a Western omelet. There's all sorts of it's it's omelet heaven. You know what I like at about Atlas Atlas Steakhouse? Steakhouse? It's not a German style steakhouse. You know what they say? It's a Mediterranean style. So give us the number and tell me where I can go. Well, you know, Atlas Steakhouse, as always, you can you it's at it's at uh, Coney, uh, Coney, nine forty three Coney Island Avenue. Yeah, nine forty three Coney Island Avenue, right at Eighteenth Avenue in beautiful Ditmas Park. Uh, and, and the phone number is six four six four nine four seven two two seven. And Atlas Steakhouse, where you're always a cut above the rest. Well, I gotta tell you, I atlassteak.com. I ate with Vince at Atlas Steakhouse once, and I came out of there groaning in pleasure from how how weighted down I was with the signature cocktails, the crab cake, the steak that I immediately had to go to Brooklyn Spine Center with Melinda Keller because, as you know, I suffer from degenerative disc yeah, disorder. So there was a lot of ne- extra extra I, stress well, no, on the it, bones. It wasn't even that. It was just I was so front-heavy that the whole thing got out of whack. Yeah, I remember that. So I called up Melinda Keller and I said, Dr. Keller, you got to get me into that DRX-9000, which, as you know, is a spinal decompression device because what is back pain? Back pain is when your little the jelly donut in between your spinal bones squeezes out and hits the nerves on both That's, sides you're, of your you're spine. getting a little technical here Kirsch. maybe well, you, should, you should dial it back a little the drx 9000 does that exactly that vince by being like a compression device and it's it like lets a, the body's a, own nutrients like relieve a, like the pressure some sort of pumping action it's a pumping action yeah so call melinda keller at 718-475-9438 or go visit her at 5911 16th avenue in bensonhurst and she will tell you if the DRX 9000 is right for you. If it isn't, she's got other ways of treating you. So that's Melinda Keller, 718-475-9438 or brooklynspinecenter.com. Yeah, I love that. Now, your back's in order. Now it is, yeah. You got a full stomach. Eventually, you're going to have to eat again. <laughs> you know that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, you finish dinner on Thanksgiving, and you think the next morning, there's no way you're going to eat anything ever no, again. No. You're so full. But again, you do. You wake up. No, I woke up at 3 in the morning and had another sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so you got to make sure your teeth are in good shape, right? I mean, you got to make sure your teeth are in good shape, but you got to make sure you don't pay a lot. Because, frankly, they're just teeth. Yeah. Well, they're the only teeth you got. Well, at this point. Yeah. So listen. Dr. Joseph Lichter, DDS, he's the guy to go to. Why? Because he offers all the services that you need to give you a smile that you can be proud of. Well, give me one service he offers. Well, there's Invisalign. Oh. Invisalign is a it's a braces that go on the inside of your teeth. They're little plastic. You can barely see them. You can't see them at all, you though, can't on the inside them. of your it's, teeth. That's, that's the Invisa in Invisalign. Okay. That's Dr. Joseph Lichter, DDS. You can go online. You can visit him at drjosephlichterdds.com. Can you tell me the address, Gersh? I forgot. It's 1420 Avenue P. As in? Periodontal. There he is. And I even know the number. 718-339-7878. That's josephlichterdds.com. I love these commercials, but... We gotta. We, I think we gotta get some new blood in here. I love these guys. I, I mean, I will never stop. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't want them to go. I mean, I love everything that they do, but I'd like to have something else. I mean, I'd love to have an ad for, for like, Chrysler. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, I just throw Imagine, that out there. Like Lee Iacocca. Yeah, we could film an ad like us driving away in a Chrysler. <laughs> that would be wonderful. All right. Anyway, Jimmy. Can't what kind of Chrysler would you and I drive away in? A LeBaron, of course. Oh, just a LeBaron. I love a LeBaron. I like the New Yorker. Oh, that's a, that's old school. The Chrysler All right, New Yorker. Jimmy. I got a couple of stories I want to talk Wait, about. Wait, no, I got no. I got to, you know, you always, you always, you, know, you, you, you take the bull by the horns sometimes, but I want, I want to throw something out there. I'm on the street. Okay. Okay. And you know, they have these things for the. First of all, there's no other way to take a bull, by the way. You, you got to take them by the that's horns. That's the only way to okay, do it. Go yeah, on. If you want to survive. So I'm out on the street and you know, they have these, uh, these things now for, I think for deaf people or blind people. I'm not sure which. The, the things? Tell oh, look, me what wait, the my, thing is. My mom's calling me. Well, yeah, we're going to decline that. Yeah. I'd love to say. All right, so your mom's calling you. No, I'm not. So they have these, and you hit the button, and it tells you when it's safe to cross the street. But that's for the deaf, I think. It could go either way. I don't know. Okay. So what does it say when you press the button? Well, that's the thing. A lot of them, it just makes like this wacky noise. Like, like well, that would be, that, so that would be for the blind. I guess. Because the deaf couldn't hear that. They wouldn't be able to. Well, it depends. Maybe they have like a miracle ear or something. All right. Fact of the matter is, listen to this one. Oh, he's got, oh, he played. He's, he oh, listen, listen to this right, one. Right, go, it. go. That's on the street. You might hear a little background noise, but let's see what happens. Sign is on to cross Metro Tech Roadway. Metro Tech Roadway. Walk sign is on to cross Metro Tech Roadway. I don't even know what he's saying, Vince. 
He's saying... Where were you standing? Wait. Tell wait. Now it's saying wait. All now I it's, hear it's, is bicycles now it's getting beeping. run over. I think this wait. means hurry up. This is like the yellow light. No, let's go back. Backtrack. Wait, no, wait. Because it gets wait. even better. K Street. Walk sign is on to cross J Street. Now... J Street. Walk sign is on to cross J Street. You hear what's going on there? Yeah, I do. People are very confused. I'm going to pause that. So my point is, who's the guy they got to do that voiceover? I mean, come on. He's like, walk sign is on to cross J. I think it's just like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but where were you standing? I don't even understand what it's trying to do. Okay, so there's, there's the these. Remember in the old days, they used to have those buttons. And you'd press the button. <laughs> that way you could get across the street. They never did anything. They weren't yeah. attached to anything. <laughs> it was psychological. It made you, made you feel good, whatever. So now they have these things next to, at the light in downtown yeah. Brooklyn yeah. where you click, you press, the, you press on it, and it tells you which way you can cross and which way you can't right, cross. Number one, if you're blind, how do you know there's a button there? Uh, you got to feel, bu- you gotta feel you guys, for it. So you're feeling around. And you press the button, and then... When the light changes, it tells you to go across. But it's not anticipating cyclists. It's not anticipating... No, anybody. all it's telling you is that the walk sign is, is on and you can cross. So if you, you got listen, a fair listen, shot. You see? Play it again. That is normal. That's what I think the voice sounds like. Yeah. All I heard Wait. was Ruth Brown. Yeah, that's Ruth. Wait. It's telling you to wait. It's telling you to wait. Don't go anywhere. Wait. Oh, oh, there, oh, this is the other one. See, this is what it normally does. That scares me. Yeah, it sounds like a jackhammer. I almost prefer the Bernie Sanders guy. Yeah, can you play the Bernie Sanders guy again? Of course I can. And while you're at it, can you play the Metro tape of you? Broadway. Walk sign is on to cross. <laughs> Broadway. It is. It's Larry David doing George Steinbrenner. <laughs> There's that little beep. Wait, wait, Jimmy, by the way, when he's done with this, cue up the sound of, of him snoring. Remember the one? Oh, I have right? that too. I mean, this is great. This is great journalism, Vince. So you want no, to story about this? You got to know what's going on. Well, I want to know who that guy Apparently is. Apparently, they're they're putting some of these in in southern Brooklyn. Oh, there I am. Oh, there's, there's Vince snoring. That's me. <laughs> Just I had for a rough our listeners, night. For our listeners who didn't hear that show, Vince put his, his uh, iPhone on like voice recorder that only would go off whenever he would actually make a noise. And, and play it again aloud if you can. I had a tough time. <laughs> That's that him night. snoring. That's him snoring all night long. It went time. on for like six hours. Walk sign is on okay. to cross J Street. Anyway, we got to get out. So, what's your problem with that guy? No, I don't He's have a problem to help with the it. Blind. I don't have a problem with it. And you don't care about the blind. I. But like you said, I don't know the utility of it. I don't understand the utility. Well, of you're it. not blind. You're not blind, Mr. Magoo. Well. <laughs> All right, we got to get out. Mr. McGlue, te- he technically <laughs> wasn't blind. All right, we got to get out. Can I get the Or maybe he was technically blind, but I he wasn't actually blind. Now, you know why I went to that morning paper song, because i got to talk about some of the things that were in the paper that are too hot, too hot to ignore. Vince, did you read the Daily News today? I always read the Daily News. I had a great story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, was it's it, was it in all print? the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was in print. Really? I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I wrote it. a story what today. What page? As a matter of fact, it's on page five. Page five. I'm moving up in the world. But anyway, I wrote a story about a woman. That's a page off page six. (laughs) A woman who was sued by Donald Trump in 1989. She had a company called Trump Travel that was named for the playing card game. Bridge. Trump. Trump, exactly. That's not what I'm talking about. Trump card. You remember a couple months ago, we were on the radio when I got a text from my ex-wife saying, you got to come home because Jane has been injured at school. Do you remember that? No. Well, uh, long-time listeners know I'm a dad, and I struggle with that all the time, as you know. But my daughter's 14. She was at a show at Edward R. Murrow High School. She bumped her head on a piece of scenery because some kid put the scenery there. It was in the wrong place. Maybe she had a growth spurt or something. Anyway, she bumps her head. They call the ambulance. Now, listen, I'm not one of these litigious guys. No. But the school erred on the side of caution, which is fine. They call an ambulance. Okay. Ambulance takes Jane from Edward R. Murrow High School to Park Slope's Methodist Hospital. Did the did the school have a lawyer in that ambulance? <laughs> no, but there was a lawyer chasing that ambulance. It was odd, <laughs> odd to believe as I was found <laughs> out. Anyway, usually the case. Jimmy, can you call up Google Maps for a second? How far is it from Edward R. Murrow High School in Midwood to Park Slope's Methodist Hospital? Let's figure that out. I got out. it already. You're too slow, Jimmy. 4.5 miles. 4.5 miles. You're going from Morrow over okay. to Methodist? Methodist? Yeah. Got the bill today. Oh, geez. How much was the bill for that ambulance ride? Just the ambulance ride. Oh, I tell you, it's Obamacare. 
No, it's not Obamacare. I've been, t- I've been saying this. How much was the ambulance? The ambulance ride was $537. Okay. Well, you're wrong okay. by a factor of four. The ambulance ride was $2,056.95. So what does Gersh Kunstman do? You called your lawyer. <laughs> First, I look at the bill to make sure I don't have to pay it. <laughs> okay. That's the good news. You know what the bad news is? What's the bad news? The same thing. I don't have to pay it. The problem is oh, I made some man. calls. I made some calls. Yeah. The reason it's $2,000 is because the healthcare provider, i.e. the ambulance company, knows it's going to bill my healthcare insurance company, right. that's GHI, right. and they can put anything they want on that bill. That's right. And they know they're going to get 80% of it. Yep. Okay? So, 80% of that $1,600 was paid by GHI. The hospital waived the remaining four hundred. I'm off the nice hook. Nice of them. Nice of them. But my point is, and I'm not the first guy to write about this. Stephen Brill wrote about this in Time, yeah. and there's that guy Merritt something at, at Harvard. It's all in my story. So you're coming around on it? No, no, no. You're, you're blam- coming around on it. What are you doing? You're blaming you're, Obamacare? You're com- no, you're coming around to the fact that the way that you control pricing yeah. in a situation like this is to make people responsible for what they're actually paying for. That may be true, but I have an alternative solution, which oh. is Bernie Sanders, Medicare for all. Okay. In other words, the government is the insurer. The Don't make an incentive to the medica- medical provider to raise costs. Make an incentive to lower costs. But then how, how does that make an incentive to lower costs? If the government's just going to pay for every, anything and everything, doesn't that mean prices will go up? Because no, because the government's going to There's provide. a guaranteed payment that isn't no. necessarily going to be for the service that is required. Because you're using old school ideas. It's not that the government is the insurer. The government is the health care provider in my system. Oh, the government. So, yeah. uh, so every hospital now is a government hospital. Like, like for Medicare. Have you been to the Department of Motor Vehicles? <laughs> I have not recently uh, because now they allow you to... Re, re, uh, re-sign up online. Have so, you they, so they are doing a better job. And actually, I was there a couple of years ago, and I was amazed. I didn't wait online at all. Didn't wait online at all. What, so were, Vince, you, what were you doing there? I was, never mind what I was doing there. Yeah. I might have been fixing a ticket. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, we got to get out. we got to get out. Last yeah. story I wanted to bring up because Go. it's important. Go. And I didn't write it. We only have a little bit of time. Did you see this? Go. TD Bank, which is in a lot of our neighborhoods and was once a proud, a proud advertiser in the Brooklyn paper. Is this that Fred McMurray thing? Has gotten off... Of the Penny Arcade machines. They're getting rid of them. you got a sound effect of like change going through the machine. It's all noise. The TD Nothing. Bank Penny Arcade. My kids and I used to bring barrels of money. Pennies, uh-huh. nickels. Throw it into the machine. Right. It adds it up. Yeah. And if you guess right, they give you a special gift. By the way, the special gift turned lollipop. out to be a lollipop. Lollipop. Yeah, they give that to you anyway. They give it to you anyway. But the kids don't know, so they think, hey, yeah, they don't we'll know game that. the system. We'll count the change first. Then we'll bring it to TD Bank. Kids have never been off. Mm. Anyway... Jimmy, the reason they're getting rid of the TD Bank Penny Arcades is because somebody filed a class action lawsuit because one time it was off. The it machine was, was miscounted. The machine miscounted. Mm-hmm. He sued, and rather than have to fight the lawsuit, they said, you know what, we're getting rid of our Penny Arcades. So again, we let the terrorists win. I tell you, it's all because of the Common Core. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, so if you if you can hear the sound of my voice and you support TD Bank and the Penny Arcade, you should call me at 718-260-4502 because, as I said, first caller is going to get a crisp $10 bill from Gersh Kunstman. Yeah. Well, that's really, really exciting. But um, Oh, operators have said we're out of time. Oh, too bad. You could have <laughs> had those $10. Anyway, I want to thank Vince Dean. This has been a great show. We walked in here with nothing. We didn't nothing. know what was going to happen. We walked in here with nothing. It was like dice clay in the day the laughter died. We had nothing. It really wasn't like that because that's was like a com- Grammy Award winning album. It was totally like that. It was a lot like that. We had absolutely nothing, and it's gold. And here's the here's the better news. You don't even know what's coming. No. What are we doing after the show? I, I have no idea. We're going to Red Hook. My girlfriend, whom I love, who is here in the room right now, won't say a word. No. We're going to the Billion Oyster Party tonight, and we're taking you out for a drink. There's a Billion Oyster Party? I mean, I'm only going to eat a couple of hundred are they thousand. The oysters, are they the oysters from the, from the Gowanus Canal? No, no they're not. From are the they the Canal. oysters from Newtown Creek? No, they're not. They're they the are not. real real deal. We're taking you out for a drink because uh-huh. you're driving us there. I will give you a ride. And that's what you're doing tonight. Well, that's very exciting. Pretty good. Jimmy, what are you doing tonight? Ah, you don't have a mic. Who cares? Anyway, we got to get out. Gersh Kunstman of the Daily News, Vince DiMasselli of the Brooklyn Paper. Any last thoughts? Listen, we're here in America's downtown every Thursday at 4.45. You should take a listen. I hope, you, I hope you enjoy For it. Now. And you should always call in 718-260-4502. The, get Brooklyn, us out. the Brooklyn Paper building. Get us out, Jimmy. Get us out. Gersh, I want to thank you again. Great show. I want to thank David Greenfield for not calling in. Oh, man. Guy doing it. And thanks to Brad Landon. Vince, we'll see you soon. All right. We're take buying it easy. you a drink. See you next week.
I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>